You're listening to Modern Marketing, a podcast brought to you by Influicity. At Influicity, we build brand communities that drive revenue. Learn more at Influicity.com. On today's episode, Influicity CEO John Davids talks with Yvonne Kinzer, Head of Marketing at Avocados from Mexico. Yvonne, thank you so much for joining the show. Why don't you share your first insight? Well, first of all, hi, and thank you for having me. I love sharing insights. It's, it's always the beginning of very interesting conversations. One insight that I have top of mind right now is the integration of data and technology into modern marketing, sustaining the, the ideas that we have, the strategies that we have as enabler and um, not as a driver. And so when you talk about data and technology in modern marketing, I'm assuming there, there's been a big evolution throughout your career. Can you talk about where we are today and maybe how that's changed over the last couple of decades? Yeah. You know, I, I started in digital marketing in 2000 and it was a whole different, it was a different world or dilemma was what portal or or horizontal website we advertise and what type of uh, display ad we advertise. And that was pretty much it. So if we go to today that we have so many tools, so many opportunities to really leverage data, to reduce waste, to reduce off-target impressions and to talk to all consumers in a very personalized way that increase engagement. It's just a completely different world that I say. And I have seen the evolution. And that's what I'm so fascinated about, the power of data and technology, just to make marketing a lot more advanced than it has ever been. Can you share an example from Avocados from Mexico that you use data and technology to really hit your target customer? Yes, and not necessarily... All the time we use both, but we use them as tools to make or activations or campaigns or anything that I do to communicate with the consumer stronger. So I'll give you an example of how we have used technology, not as a driver, like we were talking before, actually, before we actually start recording, but as a tool to solve a problem. Years ago, we had a, we were faced with a challenge that is that the lack of avocado education, and I'm referring to education in, that relates to how to pick the right avocado, how to speed up ripening, how to slow down ripening. So that represents one of the major consumption barriers because the consumer tends to be intimidated when they are going to buy the avocado because if they are going to buy the avocado for a specific date, for example, they don't know if this is going to be perfectly ripe or is it going to be overripe. So there was a need and there was the imperative for us to educate that consumer right there in the point of sale and guide them, take them by the hand and guide them through their purchase experience. As you can imagine, it's impossible for avocados from Mexico to be present in every single retailer every time that a consumer is picking an avocado. We're talking about we have 90% of the market share. The imports of Mexican avocados is 2.4 billion pounds per year. So we 
it's impossible for us to have presence. And what we did is went to the technology ecosystem, the marketing technology ecosystem, and identified a solution and created a educational chatbot. So the shopper team partnered with Walmart and created stripes to with that phone number. So consumers will go to the avocado bean, text that phone number, and we will deliver a link to our chatbot. And depending on what was the need of that consumer, the chatbot will guide them through that specific need, whether that was to how I can select the perfectly ripe avocado all the way to how can I prepare avocados, give me some recipes. And it was a great success in terms of engagement, but not only that is it allows avocado from Mexico, which is a brand that is being built in a brandless category and packageless category to have brand presence in the largest retailer in the United States, like it's, it's Walmart. So, so it was from the performance side, which is sales, and from the brand perspective, it was a huge hit. That's really interesting. Where was this chatbot available? Was this something on the Walmart website or in the physical store? So actually, we built in native on Facebook. And we're talking about probably 2016. Um, wow. So there was no the evolution that we have now. And, and that's what makes it all more fascinating because the brands that experiment in this space and really the marketers that really get familiar with that technology ecosystem evolve with it. And I cannot imagine someone trying to get in today and try to catch up with everything that is available out there. So it's important to go with and understand that evolution. 100%. And one thing you pointed out is also really interesting. I'm speaking myself as an avocado connoisseur. I have at least one a day. So I know how to tell if an avocado is ripe. But even understanding the insight that people are intimidated to buy avocados because they don't know what the ripeness is and how long it will last. Where did that insight even come from? Was that just normal consumer studies or was there a special data point that you picked up on? It's consumer stories. We are very research-driven company. Everything that we do has been, the foundation of it has been a research and we we do research, we pre-test, we test after, we do qualitative and quantitative. So everything that we know around that has come from our research. And the other thing you mentioned that was interesting was you work in a brandless and packageless category, which of course makes sense, but I didn't click until you said that. When you think about avocados, when the consumer thinks about avocados, again, as someone who buys a lot of avocados, I have no idea what brand I'm buying. What are the unique challenges? Well, let me back up. Is there a unique challenge there that you have to overcome? And if so, how do you play in a market where there is really no brand to speak of? Exactly. And, and you know, the thing is that we, wanted to mark as a CPG. And actually that is in the DNA of the organization and of the brand. When I started with, when I interviewed for the brand in 2014, and it was a new company, I think that it was employee number six. And I was brought in to build the digital capabilities from the ground up. I didn't come from the fresh products category. And when I asked my today, my CEO back then and, and now also, he's still there. 
why me? Why they are they were interested in talking to me? Because I'm I have been in almost every category, but not for his products. He said that that's exactly what he wanted. He wanted someone with fresh ideas and, and a fresh eyes coming from different categories because he wanted someone who helped him do what nobody else has done in the category. And he being a CPG marketer by training, he wanted to model or marketing as a CPG. So that became our model and, and it has been what it has driven the approach that we have taken, especially in the digital space, that is a space where you can innovate so much and it's so evolving so fast and it has the, the possibility to enhance with technology. And that's what we did. I mean, we reinvent the way fresh product marketing is done because we model after CPG. Now, I'm saying all that, but when you think about it, we lack the most important piece of real estate that a CPG brand has, which is the package. That's one challenge to, to answer your question. The other challenge is that our name or brand name is also our origin. So when we do research and we ask consumers, what brands of avocados do you know? They don't name avocado from Mexico. But then you ask them, do you know avocado from Mexico? Oh, yes, of course. And they sing the jingle and all, but right. they don't they don't put together that that's the brand name. That's a brand name. And it's also an origin. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity. Since 2015, we've been building brand communities that drive revenue. First, we did it through influencers. Then we added podcasts. Today, we work with world-class brands to build, optimize, and run breakthrough programs that create and capture demand. It's time to stop renting your influence and start owning it. Learn more at Influicity.com. So speaking of brand, you are a brand that has the coveted position of being a Super Bowl advertiser. And I think you've, you've done that for a few years. Of course, this past year, it was the Adam and Eve spot with Anna Ferris. Well, I guess a couple questions there. Why do you advertise in the Super Bowl? I'm guessing that there's a, a great reason because you've done it more than once. And thinking about that through the lens of brand marketing, how do you achieve brand payoff or a brand awareness? Again, speaking as a brand that, that has not a clear brand name or a brand package, how do you tie this amazing exposure with driving brand awareness? Yes. That's a great question because there's so many layers to that. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to unpack for you. First of all is for Super Bowl, for us, it's a brand play. And it comes from the strategic thinking that is related to what we were talking before, which is we are packageless and we're brandless. So even though we have 90% of the market share and we have close to 100% of market share during the Super Bowl season, because Avocado for Mexico is the only brand that is available all year round that has the capacity to feed America's appetite for avocados. So the market is ours. And then simultaneously, avocados have became a staple in the Super Bowl table. So you, you have those two considerations. And if you think about how many products are in front of that consumer, when that consumer is watching the spots, very few. You have beers, you have sodas, you may have chips, and you have guacamole. 
But that guacamole, even though it's 100% ours, is unbranded. So it was an opportunity for us to brand it or miss that very, very significant moment of truth. And we had to do it. And even though we're a small brand and we allocate roughly 40% of our budget in that campaign, it pays off for us. And and it paid off for us because we also approach it, I think, in a very smart way. It's not one spot. We built the surrounding sound that started in October with a shopper activation. And it goes all the way to after the Super Bowl. And we have a very robust activation with shopper and then PR and then digital. And then we launched the the teaser and then we launched the spot. So the spot is really an anchor for us to own the season and own the season on the marketing side because we already have the season as a product. We are pretty much along. The market is ours. That's interesting. And one last question on that. Of course, you mentioned it is a brand spot. And of course, you're reaching 100 million plus people. Are there data points that you're looking for between that October to February flight? Or is it really just about awareness and purchase intent? There's a lot of things. Like I say, it's a pretty extensive season. And it depends on who you ask, right? If you ask me from the brand perspective, I tell you, yes, we we look for brand recall. We look for message recall. We we pay very close attention to the brand metrics. Actually, we pre-test the spot and then we test it after to determine how those metrics change. And I'll give you an example. Last year for the Super Bowl, we missed the mark a little bit in message understanding based on the norm of the research company which is, it takes as a baseline, the average of all the advertisers in the Super Bowl last year. So we were like below what we wanted. So this year we were very intentional and we doubled down in the efforts of making very, very clear that our brand or brand message, which is that avocado from Mexico makes everything better. And last year we had, to give you the numbers, 45%. And that was below the norm. We set the goal this year to get to 60%, which was a very ambitious goal. But we were so intentional about and we did every single effort through digital and PR and the TV spot that we increased not only to 60, but to 75, which was way above the norm. So we look at every metric and, and build the creative and build the strategies to deliver towards those goals and KPIs. PR, for example, we have PR, we have a great PR team that built a very solid drumbeat to have, take every opportunity of the Super Bowl season because it's not the Super Bowl, the marketing day anymore or the advertising day anymore. It's the advertising season. And to take advantage of every single opportunity from October through February, we delivered 12 billion impressions through PR. Wow. You know, add that to Huge almost number. a billion from digital. And we've really, really were noticed by the consumers in the market, but we were there present. Right, right. 
Wow. Well, obviously a lot a lot more goes into it, as you said, than just the day of the spot. It's a, it's a whole campaign and you, it sounds like you've utilized it very effectively. Yes, definitely. And, and that's, that's what it pays off for us. I think that, you know, when brands think about the Super Bowl, the, the spot is just an anchor. It just puts you in the spotlight and, and it puts you in a, in a platform that is very unique. And there's second to none to put a brand out there and to increase awareness. In another poll that I saw that the Harris poll, when they measure the familiarity increase, brand familiarity increase among all the advertisers participating in the Super Bowl. Avocados from Mexico delivered the highest familiarity increase after the Super Bowl day. So, and that's driven by specifically by the spot. So there's tons of research out there, but it should show the effectiveness of, of the tactic and how it's um, expensive, but, but it is it, worth it. It sounds like it. Well, Yvonne, thank you so much for joining. This is such gold that you're delivering and people are going to learn a lot from this. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, John, for having me. Thanks for listening to Modern Marketing. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity, empowering marketers to build customer communities that drive revenue. We create massive demand via social, influencer, content, paid media, and of course, podcast. Learn more at Influicity.com.